Welcome back to The Starlight Car, a video game choo-choo series where we sit down and have cozy, insightful conversations with various members of the video games industry, alongside other folks whose work are inspired by or are connected to games. I'm Elvie, and I'll be your host this episode. I've had the opportunity to chat with members of the team behind the game, Validate Struggling Singles in Your Area, a romantic visual novel currently in development that revolves around a group of 20-something adults trying to navigate relationships and all the interpersonal struggles along the way. Joining me on this ride is Danny, the lead producer, Kevin, the lead composer, and Alexis, the art director. In addition to discussing the game itself, we discussed the hurdles that went behind its development and how important it is to see more authentic representations of people of color in media. To follow our interviewees on Twitter, you can follow Danny at Daniel Mao, which is at D-A-N-U-L-M-A-O. You can follow Alexis at The Sword Wizard, and you can follow Kevin at Kill King Joy. You can also simply follow the main official Validate account at Validate Game. If you like what you hear here in the Starlight Car, check out VideoGameChooChoo.com for other content like this and more. You can also consider becoming a patron to help support our work at patreon.com slash VGCC. With all that said and done, it's now time to get this train going. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Thank you again for joining me um and please yeah please just tell me about each of yourselves like you know what is your role on the game and like how did you all come together my name is Ina Launders I'm the lead producer slash one of the creators of Validate I'm basically the boss kind of I don't know I just I, you're I'm the hashtag the lead. boss yeah I'm the, the hashtag, boss. like I'm the hashtag girl boss I just do everything <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I'm Alexis. Uh, when Danny kind of started this project, it started off as like a very kind of small idea. And so Dan was like, hey, do you want to work on like the art stuff? I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and then I kind of grew and they were like, OK, do you want to be art director? I was like, that sounds great. Validate has been growing exponentially in kind of scope and size. So we've been kind of growing with it. I'm Kevin. I do the uh, music and audio engineering. I also work on the uh, writing and programming teams. Way less than the people that are actually on those teams, but enough to claim it. Similar to Alexis, I was a person that was just friends with Danny, uh, old friends from, you know, high school era, recently reconnected. And she was like, hey, want to like help me on this little project, do it with my friends. And then uh, that little project ended up not being a little project anymore. (laughs) And here we are however many uh, years later. So uh, yeah, Danny's basically just been recruiting her friends for the past however long. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes that's like how successful projects work, really. Like, it's like, oh, I know someone who knows how to do a thing. I know someone who knows how to do like, you know, like, why not we just merge? Yeah, why not we just merge all our brains together and do something cool? And that's awesome that, you know, y'all know each other previously and you just kind of like have this already like sense of what each other's strengths are. So ultimately, what ended up kind of leading to doing Validate per se? Like, you know, like why why does game in particular, why this idea? Like, how did that all come to uh, fruition to make like this visual novel slash dating sim? So when I first made Validate, it was honestly supposed to be like a small game. Like they said, like it's supposed to be like a small game that like we were supposed to work on as friends. And then like, I was just like, we should probably do more. And then we did more and people really liked what we were doing. So we were just like, we should do even more. 
and now here we are. Um, we made Valerie because we wanted to see what it was like for like people of color to date. Like that's kind of just a whole thing. Like we wanted to see more people of color, marginalized people in dating scenarios, especially in dating sims, because yes, like there's, you know, we have your Japanese Eastern visual novel scene that's really popular and like big, but like for Western visual novels, it's a lot of like, you know, the same stuff. It's, it's, I want to say anything is wrong with the Western visual novels, but like, you know, you got your dream daddies, uh, monster proms, like, you know, other visual novels that are not necessarily like people, like they are people of color friendly, but they're not highlighting people of color. Like we are highlighting black and brown people of color, especially like, you know, darker skinned people of color. Um, we really wanted to tell a story about what it's like to date in your twenties because that's not, that's not really explored in any game. Like even outside of visual novels, like a realistic story about people of color dating is not really explored. We took ex uh, inspiration from games like Ace Attorney, even though Ace Attorney is not a dating sim. Well, it could be, depending <laughs> on who you ask. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, we took inspiration from shows like Insecure, um, Abbott Elementary, like, you know, a lot of shows. Uh, Hannibal. Hannibal? What? <laughs> Hannibal? How? just like just when? like romance like how like how romance is like portrayed between characters that. you watched Hannibal and that's what you got out of it yes I did Dude, I didn't even know you watched Hannibal I thought you hated horror no I watched all of Hannibal oh yeah okay I tweeted about this. see in my mind okay so when we kind of when Danny first started um validate um it was like coming up with like you know a few characters what was the first character you came up with Danny um I think it was Malik see that's what I was that's what my guess was because like yeah. I think Malik is Malik is one of our funniest just like exemplary characters of validate yeah. uh what's okay um what's I guess the swearing policy on this oh yeah can we swear oh, yeah, can we curse oh no go off yeah be okay you're, yeah. <laughs> you're really bad at not cursing Just go off yeah <laughs> he's kind of a shithead um yeah. oh no I agree <laughs> yeah so you know, um, we kind of, you know, they were building, Daniel was building out these really like funny characters and, you know, that were people of color. And, it, you know, it wasn't even necessarily that it was about, oh, you know, their thing is that they're a person of color is, you know, they are this character. And it's really great that we get to see these really interesting, fully fleshed out, dare I say iconic characters Yes, <laughs> um, with people of color, um, with black people, um, with dark skinned people. And kind of, you know, with each character, you know, there comes like, okay, and so like, who's, who's going to interact with this character now that, you know, who's going to interact with Malik and have, you know, a really funny conversation with Malik, you know, and that's how you get characters like Arihi, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, seeing, you know, making different characters that are going to have crazy chemistry or crazy like anti-chemistry mm -hmm. and, you know, butt heads or surprisingly get along. We just like created a bunch of characters who were just like... What happens if this person met this person? Nothing good. Nothing good. Most of the time, nothing good. Sometimes it, it, it'll be terrible. And sometimes it's really fun. And sometimes it's like enemies to lovers. <laughs> just gotta get, have a mix of everything. No, that's an, that's an awesome, wonderful, like, just explanation of, like, what I personally felt playing just the demo build and, like, kind of falling to this game, you know, for some time. Like, uh, I, you know, just to be upfront, like, I, I, I think, like, I've heard murmurs of this game already, like, 
for, you know, for a while. And then like, I really like kind of came to understand what validate was um, when you were all kind of represented in um, one of the game, dev- um, the game devs of color shows um, at, at some point, I think it was the virtual show, like around 20. Wow. What year is it? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point it was like more clear as to like how the game was developing. And I was like, so impressed and curious by it. And like, from when I played a demo, like I, I, yeah, like iconic is definitely a word for it. Iconic <laughs> is definitely, no, I agree. Like, you know, to go along with Danny said, like there, there is definitely, I agree, like a lack of representation for like communities of color and marginalized folks in Western dating sims and sort of this genre of games still, you mm-hmm. know, and you see those characters there, but like, oh, they're still kind of like a sidekick or, you know, they're still like this weird, like, ooh, is, yeah. are they a token character, mm-hmm. you know, like all those questions. But meanwhile, we have this game that has so many characters, like unapologetically so many characters that are non-white and very distinct in their own personal way. Like you look at these character designs and they're gorgeous, they're vibrant and they're very unique and like they stand out and like, oh, okay, I know who this character is because they have like a certain color palette associated with them. The way they dress is very unique. But at the same time, they managed to be very grounded, I felt. Um, and I feel like Malik is going to be referenced a lot because he's also kind of like has been kind of most re- uh, referenced. I think it represents so far in the material vibe experience. Yeah. Like, you know, like he's also a character you can kind of experience right now in the demo as is like between two perspectives of like playing him, but also seeing him from an external perspective. Right. And I bring him up specifically because like, yeah, I I knew guys and still know guys that are like this guy. Like he is like he is. Like, I'm so sorry. No, no, and not in, and not in a way and not in a way that's like close. You know what I mean? But like I in my life, yeah. I can think of like oh my god, like especially in high school, where like tons of guys like are who try, who are trying to like act cool and be you know like very much influenced yeah. by to- toxic masculinity and it, like you know for my impression of like where this character will go, like it's it, it definitely seems like he will go in an interesting direction. And I'm looking forward to like what his growth or potentially non-growth will be <laughs> when it comes to that right I, so far like I again I'm impressed like I I, I I just love what you explain like it trying to achieve um this wide representation of people you know in your life and like or you probably have encountered in your life at some point yet also like tackling this issue of like there's like a missing piece in like a lot of these games right now still mm-hmm. we're like okay the, the like a very thorough like exploration of these various cultures and like especially you know like these communities in a city um like funnily enough jersey city is like the setting of this game and i'm from the real life jersey city <laughs> just <laughs> oh, it's like oh my gosh that's really funny um and something about like the parody brands like really like <laughs> makes it even funnier right you know and on that like like how much of these characters and how much of these experiences reflected in the game's writing and the different routes, like how much of it was based on your own life? Like how much of it was based on your own experiences or like, you know, people you actually know? Too much. Too much. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the writing is like, I want to say personalized writing, but like it is reflected reflection of like our dating experiences as people Mm -hmm. in our twenties. And then like, you know, dating experiences of our friends, like Malik is just like based off like, people I know mm-hmm. um someone I knew in my life and then also like just off like you know fictional characters like it's kind of just like what would happen if this fictional character plus this person in real life mm-hmm. existed in the same person and then there's Malik <laughs> yeah, I think all the writers bring something deeply personal to what they're doing because you know this is a very grounded setting which means that like we're we don't have any like you know ghosts or monsters as far as we know mm-hmm. so you kind of do have to just like pull from you know what's just kind of like a kind of guy that I either know 
or like I could just kind of invent in my mind. We're inventing new kinds of guys. We're for making sure. new kinds of guys. <laughs> They're not good, but they do exist. <laughs> and I think that like, at least personally, like I definitely, uh, you know, took my blender, went out back and just saw how many just like disparate parts of my life and like people I knew and like funny jokes, basically, I can mix together into a couple of dude sandwiches. I'm mixing metaphors there, but you get the idea. <laughs> like most people, especially in their late 20s, have been or at least or like know someone who's been on a really bad date. You have that kind of just like awkwardness and like, what is up with this person that I'm <laughs> just now getting to know and kind of, you know, remixing that in kind of new ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 very yeah, it's very interesting and I think very like welcoming and refreshing to that. You also have these characters that are also imperfect, which again, it's a reflection of reality. Like, you know, we're all a mess in some way, right? <laughs> and especially when it comes to dating and like really like navigating relationships, it is difficult. It's difficult. Sometimes the worst parts of you come out and you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh god, you know, and, and like those awkward moments uh come about. Like I think a lot, you know, like I think like of again another character who is currently, you know, like a character you can kind of explore in the demo, Isabel, who is like oh, this wonderful, like awesome, like, like, you know, like kind of loud, welcoming, like personality. Again, knowing someone like that, it's like, oh, wow, you know, they're kind of extroverted, but not really. Like this interesting mix of someone who seems at a glance, seems confident about their passions and what they're into. And, and we'll just kind of keep talking, you know, and, and they don't realize they have like, you know, they don't realize when to put the brakes on things and like, oh no, you know, and they kind of keep going, but then at some point they stop and like, oh my God, you know, they come down from that high and realize, oh my gosh, I have like these other issues going on. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was a very great, like, um, you know, reflection of like, you know, how sometimes you don't know what's going on with someone underneath the surface. And that's, it's also like very cool too, where the the structure of this game seems like, yeah, you're going to explore these characters, but you're also going to see all these different perspectives of them through other characters, you know? It's not very common, I noticed too, you know, again, we're, we're pointing out kind of interesting like trends in Western visual novels and, and dating sims where it's not really common that I noticed, or at least so far, but like this is one of the few couple of titles where you select the, a route and you kind of focus on that. You know, you, so, you focus on mm-hmm. one character at a time, whereas I see that more often in like, you know, like Japanese or Eastern, you know, Eastern Asian like developed games, whereas I don't see that a lot in the structure of like Western games. In addition, you're also like have banded together like tons of writers and artists to contribute to this one project. You know, what exactly was the reason why you decided to do that? Um, I think that's very interesting. We wanted to tell a story. Like that was kind of just a key point about it, like storytelling. We wanted to tell a, uh, a story progression of a character going um, from 2019 to 2020 with no pandemic because we don't believe in COVID media. I think that's stupid. We are literally <laughs> still living in it. So I don't understand. That being said, uh, we want to tell us uh, like a progression story. So each character has seven routes. Um, in volume one, you only get to see four out of like each four out of our 13 characters in their seven routes. Um, so each character has an intro, five dating or friend options, and an epilogue that closes everything up. Um, we want to do this kind of storytelling because people change like over like you are not the same person you were at the beginning of the year than you are at the end of the year um and we really want to show that progression of how um people of color change especially when it comes to dating how they see dating etc when it comes to art direction i'm gonna give that to alexis i was just gonna tack on to the um the uh structure question because i feel like it's worth noting that we actually didn't land on that like off the bat Mm -hmm. uh this game had a lot of iterations over time as we felt it out 
he spent a lot of time just like in call, just kind of like sitting down and saying, you know, all right, we're trying this and like, you know, this works, this didn't, and like kind of, you know, switching it up, you know, adding new things, kind of this more like linear uh, following each character's journey individually type stuff is actually like on the grand like scale of the validate, like, you know, journey of us developing is actually pretty new as we kind of like felt out what the game meant to us as we built it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did not just like, you know, day one, come up with a bunch of good ideas. There's a bunch of ideas that were thrown by the wayside to get here. And I think what we're left with is actually something that we're very like proud of conceptually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think like one of the sort of main themes of validate as a whole is kind of empathy. Um, And, you know, sometimes unexpected empathy or, you know, empathy in this like total weirdo, um, you know, that you're interacting with now. Um, Because you are also kind of a total weirdo in some ways. Um, And so, you know, you both, you know, learn about this other character from the perspective of, a you know, a very particular character that has their own quirks. And then when we reverse it, you get a very interesting just like seeing how they come off. Um, Because, you know, it's really interesting, you know, because we always want to know how we come off, like how we appear in a conversation, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I coming off as like, you know, insane to this other person? And so we kind of get a fun opportunity to kind of play around with that, you know, and then with the routes where you can kind of pick different things, you know, you get all these different options um, because, you know, new choices pop up depending on who's kind of actually in control of the date, who's in control of the situation. You get to know these characters from all these different perspectives, um, even the perspective of themselves. Um, and, you know, you, you kind of get to practice sort of also empathy in being someone who is often unlike yourself. Like usually when you have a dating sim where, you know, you have a player character, usually you're going to make them either like yourself or, you know, an idealized version of yourself. But, you know, with Validate, you get to be this very specific person who's probably going to be very unlike yourself um, or maybe like yourself and you get to learn something new about yourself. Yeah, like with the demo coming out, a lot of people were just like, this is so relatable. Like this, like, especially with Issa's route, um, a lot of people were telling Mm -hmm. us that like, Mm -hmm. oh, I felt like I've experienced using the same emotion as Issa and I never really realized it until like I saw it on screen. And like, that is really what we want to do. We want to be hashtag relatable, but we also, (laughs) (laughs) but we also really do want to tell a story that many people can relate to. Like, um, it's really important for people to to see themselves represented in, in media and for people to realize that emotions that characters are feelings are also emotions that they can also feel or they have felt in the past. And on top of that, uh, even if you do not relate to the characters, there's still a joy in sitting down and going, I'm stepping into the shoes of a person that I've never really like thought like before. I'm seeing their thought processes. I'm seeing how they're handling things. Like, you know, you go on a date with one of these characters and you're like, wow, this is a freak with a capital (laughs) F. And then like you have to step into their shoes, like down the line, you're like, oh, I get what kind of freak you are and why you're like this this makes sense to me now. Mm-hmm. And also you get to have the fun of uh, watching a train wreck up close and personal. If uh, that is your thing. <laughs> you get to watch it from a bystander perspective and you also get to be the conductor of the train wreck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's like a way to put it. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, My issue with the trolley problem is that you do not get to drive the trolley. <laughs> <I know. solved> 
Right. And it's especially poignant too, because again, these are all like different folks of color, like again, black and brown, like bodies of, you know, and, and a diverse array of bodies too, um, where often, you know, when we think of media in general, the big problem of like the default to the white person, the default to essentially a white man, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. a white straight you know, and to be able to like make people realize you know, no matter how I look like, I am still a human being. I still have all these qualities that should be a universal thing. Like just, just unfortunately, you know, some people are conditioned to this mindset of like, okay, the default, it looks like this. When in reality, there shouldn't be a default, right? That shouldn't be like a fixed like image in your head over like what a universal character that can be related to, you know, can be relatable to um, should look like, you know, it should it should look like yourself. It should look like anyone really, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's really like great that this game is trying to make that case. So, so what was kind of like the d- difficult, well, I don't know, like, I don't want to assume difficulties, but like, because there are like all these different writers and artists working together, you know, to kind of synthesize this one thing, like how did that, I, I don't know, like what's the best way to generalize or like describe that process, you know? Like I, I'm curious as to how that worked out. So I can talk about the art process real quick. Danny kind of, Danny came up with all the characters. Um, you know, Danny did a lot of research. Danny talked to a lot of people. So did Haven. So did Haven. Shout out to um, Haven. Shout out to <laughs> Haven. So then at the beginning, when we initially made like the first demo, it was a bit less uh, adventurous in terms of scope uh, than we currently have it. Um, and so we had, you know, each character had a different artist drawing them. You know, I was, you know, I... I, I drew Ashley. I designed Ashley. <laughs> um, you know, every different artist, they had like a very different perspective, you know, kind of design, you know, idea in mind um, for the character, kind of taking the kind of outline Danny had and running with it and, you know, creating this character. Now we currently have it. So we have one sprite artist who's able to do like so much, you know, so many sprites and just like, it's, it's streamlined things a lot. They've kind of took the kind of concept designs that everyone made um, and then, you know, put uh, put it sort of into their style. You know, even still with one sprite artist, they're all based from different people, you know, with very different inspirations. And then mm-hmm. with like the end cards and CGs, a lot of it has been communication and, you know, kind of laying out which characters, you know, are where, what the kind of vibe is. Like, you know, if they were to wear like formal wear, what would that look like? you know, for a specific thing, no spoilers, um, you know, <laughs> different outfits or different situations. What would those kind of be like? Mm-hmm. And would you say, it, was it a similar situation when you recruited all these folks? Like, oh, like, were they also friends or was it like, how did that outreach work? Like, Yeah. Uh, everyone on the original validate team was either my friend or a friend of a friend. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> awesome. Which is like, which worked out like fine. Um, but when it comes to like, so like I, like we said earlier, validate kind of just got really big, like way bigger than we expected. Because usually, like at first, this is supposed to be like a small little project, but then it just got really big, really quickly, and we we realized that some people just cannot work on that level, which mm-hmm. is fine. And there's nothing against them, um, because just some people are just not meant for it. And I like a I lot love- of people also had like. A lot of yeah. people had school. A lot of people had other mm-hmm. like yeah, like responsibilities. Yeah. It's like the equivalent of joining an after school club, and then it turns into an actual company. Or like, I did not <laughs> sign up for this. Yeah. yeah. So we just had to really cut it down severely, to, and like really like cut it down to like people who are like 
able to work on this uh, like part-time, um, part to sometimes even full-time for some people. Um, because, you know, this is a game, we're making a whole game that's coming to multiple platforms. Like we have to put a lot of work into this. Mm-hmm, and it's a huge right. time commitment for a lot of people. It's also learning to figure out that boundary of like putting your foot down too. I can, I can imagine like yeah. these are your friends, mm-hmm. but also now we're in a professional kind of situation you we gotta we gotta get on the same page yeah Um, like that's so interesting yeah yeah it's been interesting honestly because I feel like uh, all three of us uh, though we do have like you know uh different backgrounds just in terms of like education and career paths Mm -hmm. we all have I would say at this point the same amount of experience when it comes to game design and running a business Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we all had to like learn on the fly pretty quickly over the past two years which honestly like we have probably learned more in the past two years than like uh any formal education could have given us (laughs) or like honestly even most like you know working in the field could have we really lucked out in terms of like what we Mm -hmm. managed to do and learn and the frankly impossible stuff that we managed to pull off just by I don't know uh the power of friendship and giving it our all (laughs) The motivation that it's going to, it's going to turn out great. It's going to turn out beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that motivation is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I can't speak for the others, but I, I do get this like, you know, uh, instinct to be like, yeah, it was easy. We just like sat down and did, and we made a game. But like, I feel like, you know, especially for a lot of people that are looking at us and what we're doing, and we've gotten a lot of like messages that I didn't like anticipate ever getting about people being like, you know, we've been seeing what you guys have been doing in the industry and like, really inspired really impressed we talk about you guys and like the stuff you managed to pull off and like you kind of at least I get the instinct to be like yeah we did this really easily but I feel like we kind of owe it so hard it was so hard yeah (laughs) it's really hard and it's really hard because like we don't have resources like everyone else in this Mm -hmm. industry does Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to say everyone else but like most other devs would have um like we are like we just I'm gonna put this out there we got no money we are broke. Like we don't, we never got like secured funding. I mean, we, we did really well with the Kickstarter. We've been making it, uh, making it work. We definitely don't have a lot. Yeah. We like, obviously we've made it work, but we don't like most um, indie games have secure funding. They have publishers. They have like people who, like investors who are like investing mm-hmm. their games. We don't have any of that. We are self-publishing this game. Um, we like, obviously we got funds from Kickstarter two years ago, but that was two years ago. Money goes like it. That's just that's just life, um, and like despite all of that, we still prevailed. We're still coming to the Switch. We're still coming to Xbox. Like we are still killing it and still making this kick-ass game. And we're proud of ourselves, honestly, because we have a really strong team of people who really believe in our game, and we have really strong, uh, really supportive fans. A lot of other game devs really want us to win. Like it's it's great. Honestly, even like within the dev team, we all kind of bring something different to the table. Danny is the kind of person where it's going to get done. They're going to make like, it's going to happen. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm very much like a very cautious, like, okay, let's plan ahead, calculate the likelihood of this happening and then carry on forth, you know, budgeting in terms of time and like resources and stuff. But Danny has just like the, okay, sure. We can do that. But also like, we're going to do it. Like, yeah, keeps like, it moving forward, which is, like, <laughs> that's, like, the hardest part, I feel like, to just keep moving forward 
especially like in the stage where we are, where we're kind of like making it happen on our own volition and like labor. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Danny for being um, cracked in a way that I did not know was possible. Cause like similar to Alexis, I'm a really like cautious guy. A lot of our dev meetings have been Danny walking into a room saying something like really outlandish and being like, we're going to do this. And us being like, I don't know if we can do that. And then like hard cut three months later and we have actually done it. <laughs> we did pull it off like against um, all logic or like, you know, disbelief from us. There has been like no point where she walked and said we could pull this off and we haven't actually pulled it off. So yeah, I run, I run on spite. So <laughs> if I want to do something, it's going to get done. And at the same time, like, you know, as important it is to be like, we're going to do it. We're going to go, we're going to get it. Like Danny's still like also open to like negotiations. Sort of. <laughs> like when we were switching from the larger kind of expanded sort of casual art team to like the tight, like smaller committed art team, Danny and I would just like get into about like, who is it going to be? Like, what are the numbers going to be? Like, how much are they going to be doing? How many sprites were there going to be? We could like even it out and negotiate to like a good compromise to like from both the creative side and also just like the production side in terms of what we want and also what we can get and like just get something down that like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And now we're doing it. Mm -hmm. So to, um, to kind of reconnect what we were talking about, which was the hurdles of kind of working on this game, you know, you know, compared to like other people in this like field where noting that like, hey, other groups kind of do have like, you know, like more, more stronger connections to people in the industry or they're able to get more money. And, you know, you're all kind of coming from a place of like, we don't have that. We don't have those same privileges, you know. I, I'm curious if you want to go more into those challenges, if you want to, like, like, especially when it comes to like marketing and like trying to start from the ground up. Like I noticed across your social media pages too, like you've been, you've been able to sustain like, some, like already some sort of fandom, some sort of following. And that's awesome. Like people are doing fan art for this game. Like how did it start up from like the ground, like from level zero, right. You know, or even lower, right. Like <laughs> how did you build that following to like, kind of, which kind of in a way helps the game, like, and it helps kind of the initial like promotion for the game for like the, the first round of that, you know, the Kickstarter funds. I mean, having a big team just and having a lot of people on a team with a lot of clout definitely mm -hmm. helps. Mm -hmm. It was just like first at first it was like friends and it was friends of friends and it was friends of friends of friends and it started going outside of our circle and then we were just like whoa wait hold on <laughs> hold on um I really think that if we our characters are very alluring um we have really good characters really like attractive characters um characters that look like everyday people but also look very unique um and also our characters have such personality our original demo was a, it was a hit like our original demo had so many different character options that you can play as and meet people saw themselves represented in the game and are just like I want to support this and that's kind of just how it, it came a lot of our audience is people of color like not saying we don't have white fans we do have a Shout lot of white, to the white fans Shout out to the white validators <laughs> but <laughs> most of our audience is people of color who are just super excited to see themselves represented in a game because despite millions of games being made it has not been made like this before and that really helped us when you make a game that people have been craving for so long people instantly start supporting i think also it is not to be understated 
the validate meme game is kind of kind of sick. Yeah, um, we're killing it in the marketing <laughs> meme game. We just kind of do things. Yeah, and... we're just funny. Honestly. Like we're just putting out stuff like, you know, a lot of people like in, you know, the validate team, we, you know, think of a funny joke. We're like, hey, you know, pop that on the Twitter. We're not afraid to <laughs> break hashtag branders um, and, you know, to kind of get fun and, you know, kind of silly on the Twitter, um, you know, about these characters. Because I think mm. also, you know, from a strictly marketing perspective, memes kind of go a long way, especially when kind of bringing out new material, especially because, you know, our content, you know, validate is like part comedy. People can kind of come in and see like, oh, you know, what, what are these guys about? And you're like, oh, you know what these guys are about. Mm-hmm. I think for like a long while, like people have always wanted like a piece of media that was just like authentic and like authentic yeah. in a way that was not just, is not just like, oh, here's a really only answer. But on top of just its presentation and how things are conveyed, like I, you know, like the way the writing is in terms of the dialogue and all these different characters, again, in, in the game itself and from what the demo build shows, like people, people are saying vernacular, people are saying slang, people are like talking the way I can imagine someone talking like I can imagine someone's voice in my head from like what is being said you know nothing is being held out or held back or like whitewashed right Mm -hmm. and I think like there's you know there's been so much stuff out there that kind of like put it on this facade or like putting on like keep on like like so like trying to I think there's like a lot of things out there that can do so much more but they feel like they're self-restraining themselves because they're afraid of like offending the wrong people like they're afraid of like basking in the cringe yes yeah, yeah like yeah yeah like and not being afraid to be self-deprecating, not afraid to like kind of tap into like some toilet humor and some crudeness because that's how people talk. Like that's how, <laughs> and like, you know, again, like speaking to like, you know, unfortunately the racially charged like issues of like people are like, you know, just racist are people are afraid of like a black person just existing, right? And like just the concept that like someone will maybe talk slightly different from you or like acts differently from you, but it's no different from how you live. It's, it, it, I think it speaks a lot to that. And people are finally like craving and like latching onto a game like this because they're relieved to see that, oh my gosh, like, okay, here's something that is unapologetically black. Here's something that's unapologetically brown, you know, and it's not afraid to show that. It's not afraid to hold back and it doesn't feel the need to restrain itself to like appease to people of certain values, you know? And I think that's, I think, yeah, I think that's really commendable that this game is trying to do that. And then your team, like everyone, you know, you know, you're just being yourselves, like you said, like, and it's like, and it's like, wow, it's weird that we're just being ourselves and yet people are like latching onto it. And I, I think it's because people want that. People sincerely want that, right? Yeah. And I think also part of it comes from a place of outsider art, sort of mm-hmm. like, and I, I don't mean that in like a, you know, a condescending way, but none of us are really from the industry. None of us like have done a lot of writing for stuff like this before, especially in a professional capacity. And I think like sometimes, you know, that, that makes people hold back. For example, you know, I'm, you know, my day job professionally, I'm in marketing. Uh, like I do stuff like that, you know, I'm a professional designer, you know, I do so. So I see marketing, I see how the optimization of certain things, you know, I'm always talking to Danny about like, you know, here's how we can improve SEO on our website or something (laughs) or whatever. But like, I don't go on the Twitter at all. I'm not on the validate Twitter. Danny, you know, and Kevin, they handle the uh, validate Twitter and, you know, they're not 
necessarily being like, okay, what's the best marketing to do? What's the best like advertisement? They're just putting stuff out there. Occasionally, Danny will post something on the Twitter. I'll see it. And then I'm in Danny's DMs like, Danny, what, what is this? What are you doing? <laughs> I'll be like, what, what's going on? I'd be up to no good. My bad. Danny's up to no good. Stressing me out. Um, and like... <laughs> it's funny though it's funny that's the thing it is and it's really funny um and it's just like it's not what's recommended necessarily and it's not like you know if we were trying to market to a different demographic than we were like it might not work but like we are marketing we're not even marketing we are showing we are sharing this game that we're making with people like us Mm because we know that they're out there. Mm-hmm. We're reaching out to them. We're not trying to, you know, sneak up and sell them anything. Um, you know, we're just just having fun with it. It's a real uh, if you build it, they will come marketing strategy that we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Where uh, we just kind of like I-, I can't speak for Danny, who I personally think is like a social media genius beyond what I could personally like understand or comprehend. Uh, I'm a guy with like my personal account has like 200 followers. Like I don't know how to handle brand accounts at all. I just kind of <laughs> post stuff and I see what happens. And uh, unfortunately, people do seem to react pretty well to it. <laughs> so I'm stuck in here. Yeah, I'm the social media genius between all of us. Um, I like, I have 10K on my main account and then on my other account, I was having a viral too like every week. And then hey. <laughs> I also have a degree in uh, communications with a focus in media sales. So like, I know what I'm doing. I just really studied a lot of brands, what works, what doesn't work. And like Valley's brand approach is just so casual to me. Um, I just go on there. I tweet a picture of our character. It gets like 500 likes. Like I don't, I don't really have to try hard to really get it out there because I've built our platform so well Mm -hmm. that like, it's just so easy. Like we have a a dedicated fan base already, which is really helpful for us because when we need to push something, it gets pushed. Mm -hmm. And cause like when we put out like a picture of like a character, this is just like, Hey, we have this character. Are you interested? People are interested. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's like great assurance that you you already have the confidence that, oh, okay, there's people that like this. So we know what to feed them. <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, oh, okay, here, take it. Uh, but also like that trust too. I think that's trust established between this community established and like, they're expecting that something great is going to come out in return. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's like a great, like, you know, kind of like symbiotic relationship in a way where like in the end of the day, you know, there's people that want this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that certainly is like a great drive to keep going. Right. And to like, bring us to like, bring us to light. Right. And I guess if I have to like transition to, like, um, another, you know, to the next question, you know, unfortunately there are people who do not want this. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we're going to talk about that. I, I think kind of the big thing for you all was the whole, like, uh, what was it? The crowdfunding goal of adding uh, a white character in the game and kind of the weird reaction to that which was both like really like not polarizing I think that's like extreme to say but certainly there were from what I recall like there were definitely like bad fate actors being like wow look at this racist game you know like but meanwhile like other people were like, kind of celebratory of it and get the joke like they get it um like in circumstances like that like kind of like what do you do like you know like kind of like what is like I was describing personally like this is a game that is unapologetic about what it is and unfortunately, there are people in this world and infor- <laughs> that will that would be very upset by the, this game, and if not already upset by the concept of it, because they just they have problems. You know, that's all I can say about that. What are kind of the things or steps you you, you all take when it comes to trying to just trying to deal with that stuff? That like 
you know, unfortunate literal, like, you know, that's, you know, unfortunately something that you can't really work with or reason with, like, what do you do to kind of like protect yourselves or like, how do you respond? You know, like kind of like, what is your, your safety plan, so to speak? I know that's like a weird wording. I couldn't, I couldn't think of something better, but like, what is, how do you deal with that? You know, and especially when it comes to taking care of yourself. I mean, I see, I see all of it, like everything bad yeah. that happens to validate. I see everything because I'm the community manager as right, well. Right. Not for long. I'm about to hire someone. I, I'm so tired. But anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah. Growing. During, team is growing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. During um, our Center, I also saw all of it. I saw the worst of it. Um, I never watched any of those videos mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. YouTube, which I think is so it's really funny. funny. I've never seen any of them. I refuse. I it's, refuse. It's content it's for content. those people. I refuse. Oh, I refuse. Yeah, they're definitely like in a bubble. Yeah. I don't yeah, uh, yeah I don't participate in uh media self-harm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't look at validate hate. I just like I've trained my eyes to like easily block people without even reading a full tweet. Um, especially when we were getting hit by racist, like it was crazy honestly i don't really care <laughs> like that's kind of yeah. just like yeah. that's just that's just yeah I've, we've been doing this shit for like what three years now it's yeah values yeah. will be three like officially three years um pretty soon like i don't really care about any of it um because i'm black like i'm black and i'm on the internet i've been on the internet since i was like in middle school like i've seen even worse than whatever mm-hmm. y'all want to put in my mentions about validate um and it's just like, I have tough skin. I don't really care. Um, I'm so, we have so many people who want our game. And so we right. love our game that like focusing on people who don't is kind of pointless to me. Cause I'm just like, why do I care? Mm-hmm. I'm not making this game for them. I'm making this game for the people who want it. Yeah. But at the same time, I've personally been kind of like keeping an eye on like maybe like, I guess some more centralized, I guess, locations of hate. Mostly, I guess, just to keep an eye out sort of you know see if like certain things are brewing because you know in this day and age you know there's always like people have ways to cause trouble for other people on the internet beyond just being like you know spamming and mentions mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like one thing we had earlier on was we kind of were doing you know for a brief period we were doing like intros uh for different people on the team and then of course that ended up putting a little bit too much of a spotlight on people um, and it, then, you know, it became easier for people to like, you know, attack them personally, go after them. So we stopped doing like stuff like that in general. Um, and, you know, luckily since the beginning, you know, we like this game kind of started on the internet. And so we all kind of came from a place of being smart on the internet. So like, you know, none of us use like full first and last names. Uh, most of the places were mentioned, we have like a first name and then like a Twitter handle. You know, we all exist. We're all real people. But we're also just making sure we have a little barrier um for safety you know that's also one of the things when we were condensing the art team um we had you know artists that would you know if someone drew a certain character a certain way um you know especially for like the darker skin characters you know they would get a lot of scrutiny people would go after like the artist of a character they you know didn't like the design of and so stuff like that also that kind of i don't want to say influenced but kind of getting around that now is like a little bonus and so we've just been we've been learning kind of the specific ways that people try to cause trouble for us and so just kind of being preventative being careful but also like these are people that their ire is basically a compliment it means we're doing 
like what we want to be doing basically yeah if you're pissing off people you're doing something right they're hating from outside the club yeah one of my (laughs) biggest mentors in game dev told me that as soon as like we got hit with all this stuff and like he's been right because like they hate it like it doesn't matter because we're doing the right thing um because no one will be hating if you're doing something that isn't beneficial to like people like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. we love our haters (laughs) we wish them the best and get well soon get well soon (laughs) get well soon yeah definitely i can't imagine spending that much time thinking about something i dislike you know yeah there's so much to like why would you just just you know right if you like if you don't like games like this so bad just like i don't know you could go and make your own that's what we did yeah look at us now like we literally were just like we don't like the current state of games so we just made our own we handled it yeah i I was where i feel like I'm probably the here the one with the least experience with like you know social media and having like you know followers and stuff like these two have had like you know we've been in the homestuck for... twitter trenches yeah, yeah. they've had followings <laughs> for a while in the worst of it I have always been like a very personal guy that does not like do well with crowds and stuff like that so like you know I was a little bit nervous at first when we started getting like you know the light harassment around the kickstarter era and then about like two months in, I realized I didn't care and that it doesn't like it doesn't matter. You know, like I, I think I got the reverse of like a problem that a lot of people talk about. We're like, man, it really does not matter to me about the one bad comment, because like for the first time in my life, I'm getting a lot of like really good comments about stuff I'm working on. You know, like sometimes it's just like, you know, scroll through the good comments on the or like replies to posts that we do or like, you know, twitching and stuff. I'll be like, man. We made something pretty good and people seem to like it mm-hmm. and like just because one or two guys apparently are dedicating themselves to following us around to yell about how much they don't like black people also thanks for i guess you know evangelizing for us in the worst way possible the reason they're so like some people are just like so obsessed with this of hating on it is like they're so mad like they're mad it's almost like embarrassing to watch they've kind of wrapped themselves up into this like hissy about something that's never gonna affect them. I just close your eyes. <laughs> Literally just close your eyes. Walk away from the computer. <laughs> like, these are not real characters. These are not real people. And like the stuff they say is like horrible stuff, but it's, but like almost to a comedic level. Cause it's like, you know, this person, like in real life, they would not talk like this. Like this right. is a person that doesn't talk to people in real life. They're, this is the time that they get to feel big. They're not doing anything. This is the high point of their day trying to get a reaction. But it's like, this is basically validation that we're being, you know, we're successful. We're making moves. <laughs> you know, we are a threat basically to their kind of worldview. Um, and it's like their worldview sucks. So, like, yeah, I sure hope so. Our worldview <laughs> is that we just kind of like we're chilling. Wanna make bad characters. Yeah. We're just hanging out. We're really just vibing. <laughs> we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, it's definitely a worldview that I hope is, you know, on its way to die out, right? It's not yeah. it's not productive to anyone. It's like, what's what's your deal, right? Um, mm-hmm. you were all like basically concluding like yeah we we see the positives and those outweigh these negatives right yeah mm-hmm. so it's like what well, that wasn't really a negative topic right to go do like it actually <laughs> actually yeah like ultimately like the, the conclusion was yeah like there's there there's clearly appreciation and like visible signs that people want this you know and that like outweighs the fact that there are these 
this there there's like these like a small group of people who otherwise don't and they just need to get over themselves right and mm-hmm. i and that's like kind of reassuring to, to also kind of you know show hopefully things are like improving well you know improving or at least you know values are changing to realize like hey that's not really productive to feel that way you know and this a sign that you have an audience for this game is like a, a reassuring one really yeah and, and i and, it, and i guess overall like when this game comes to like its full form, you know, it's final form, but pro- probably not quite. There will be still updates to the game. I don't know, like however it works, like <laughs> DLC perhaps, right? Um, and all that. What what is what are you what are you hoping to be the general takeaway for when someone does sit down and play this game? Like I feel like it, this might be recycling some themes we've already discussed earlier in this conversation. But how do you what what do you each feel like should be like a good takeaway when someone sits down and plays plays this game? Um, people of color exist. <laughs> like we're real like mm-hmm. we are real um no i'm just kidding <laughs> their takeaway should be that yolanda is so pretty and i want to date yolanda she's the best girl honestly <laughs> no but honestly my the biggest takeaway that i really wanted people to take away from this is that people who are real and like we exist and that we can date and we can be romantable options in video games i really do feel like people of color dating other people of color in all media is not really a thing anymore. I feel like nowadays we everyone has to have a white partner, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, there's nothing wrong with like, you know, dating white people, whatever. But like, that's not the story we're telling here. Mm-hmm. We're telling, like, we're talking like people of color dating other people of color and experiencing what it's like to date as a person of color. Because dating a white partner, the one thing that a white partner will not understand is what life is navigating as a person of color. Like you, mm-hmm. like dating a person of color, you already have that understanding of what life is as a person of color. And we really wanted to show the world that people of color exist. We date, we have these real problems. We have these family issues. We have all of these issues, all these problems that aren't really explored in media and we still experience them like we want everyone to know that media reflects real life (laughs) yeah and even more than that like representation aside which is a big part of this and as time has gone on it's obviously become more and more important as people kind of keep proving either by how much it means to them or how much it means to them derogatory that this game exists i still think the base idea is that we wanted to make a damn good dating sim (laughs) and whether or not the feelings that you're leaving with are like, wow, I believe in love again. We're all telling like, you know, little stories. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that the biggest sense that people want to walk away with as we like, you know, kind of tailor the game to fit more towards telling these stories about these characters is like a good sense of catharsis for like, you know, wow, look at all these interesting people that I've watched grow and change and like interact with each other's life over time. Mm -hmm. Like a big thing that we wanted to focus on is good storytelling. A lot of the time, like as a person of color, it's so easy to tell when a person, uh, a POC character is an afterthought. Mm -hmm. And we just did not want anyone to feel like that while playing Validate. Like we, you are the main thought. You are the first things on our mind when we wake up every morning. That's why if you want to play as Keaton, you're going to have to pay extra for it. Very much so. <laughs> As the art director, I hope everyone's takeaway is, wow, this is such a good looking game. The art is so pretty, but also people of color like are the main character. We're the main character. We're the main love interest. At the same time, we're not like a background character. We're not window dressing, you know. We are the moment. We are the moment. <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> Just encompassing every aspect of the game. Like, yeah, the, the protagonist, the hero, the villain, you know, everything. And like, you can't turn away from it. And I think that's like 
you know, that's, that's bold. That's brave. Like that is, that is everything. Like we are the moment that is a very strong statement to make. And that's <laughs> true though. That is true though. What like, I just see it. And like, I, I'm so personally excited to see like the full extent of like the final game myself. And I'm, I'm personally looking forward to it. And, you know, you, you count me in as one of those people that are excited to support it. Woo! I assure you. Yeah. <laughs> personally. We got one. Yeah. <laughs> Another one. Yes. You put on the scoreboard. Um, and yeah, like, thank you all again for like, just having this conversation with me. Thank you for your time to spend. Cause I'm sure you're like writing around like, oh gosh, we have to, you know, you know, do what you do. And then also do work on the game. <laughs> right. Uh, um, where, where and how, and what, you know, that, that's like a mix of questions. I'm sorry. Like where, like, where can more of this game's development be followed? Like what can people do to like support it and follow it? And like, you know, if you have anything else you want to shout out personally, like feel free to let, let that out. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find everything and anything on validategame.com. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Twitter's where we post our most recent updates or just, you know, general marketing stuff. We have a huge Twitter presence. Um, we're almost at 20,000 followers. So that means that you can romance a MILF, Keaton's <laughs> hot mom. We dis- we discriminate against. Never mind. I should not say that. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, we're almost at twenty thousand followers. So give us a follow. Um, validategame.com, Validate Game on Twitter, Validate Game on TikTok. Um, you can play our demo. Uh, it's it's our pin tweet on our twitter account uh check out our demo our demo is really good we work really hard on it it's super good it has a lot of great art it gives you a little snapshot of what about it is going to be like a full game that comes out this summer so and also wishlist us on steam steam.validategame.com also the real validate fans support us on patreon yes <laughs> shout out to patreons shout out to patreons i don't have anything else to add to that that was pretty like uh I was going to say, like, you know, you could also follow us on Twitter. But honestly, if you're following the Validate account, you probably already follow uh, Danny Alexis as is. Yeah, follow all of us. We make funny haha jokes. I never tweet. The, the site scares and disgusts me. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin tweets his Sonic thoughts and then leaves. Yeah, I'm having a good time. Sometimes that's the way to go. That's the way to go. And like, maybe you're better off than all of us for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is like two minutes to midnight, but this is me revealing that uh, I, I am also like, I'm currently a student. So I'm also just very busy mm-hmm. as I survive doing game dev school. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wish you the best of luck with everything and hope you're, hope you're, hope you're, hope you're doing well. Survive or else. Survive or else. <laughs> But yeah, thank you all for that conversation. Thank you again. Of course. <laughs> thank you for thank having you for us. Yeah. Yes. Good time. <laughs>